Welcome to the heartbeat. I'm glad you're here. And if it's your first time, this might be a different podcast than you're used to. If it's not your first time, welcome back. And for all you love bugs that have been following along for a while, I'm still dealing with some health issues, some gut stuff, going to doctor to doctor and empath to intuitive to naturopath. I'm doing all the things over here. All right. (laughs) But I do want to say thank you so much for all the well wishes and all the messages that I've received of keeping me in your prayers. It means so much. And I'm just so honored and humbled uh, by this community. And I shouldn't be surprised because it's a community of a bunch of love bugs and people that love love and care a lot. So uh, I just want to say you guys rock. I'm getting a CT scan of my gut on Tuesday. So I will hopefully have more answers then. Until then, I've been going deep in meditation, paying attention to my nutrition, um, and doing all the things that I can do, you know, as an energy healer and myself, I'm doing lots and I'm also having people work on me. Like I'm doing, I'm overhauling it over here, right? And interestingly enough, it's brought up a lot of emotions and it's also brought up a lot of beliefs. So I'm looking at it, yes, physically, but I'm also looking at it as, well, this is my body dispelling worry from my nervous system, which is wild. Uh, so you can imagine the anger and the sadness that are kind of coming up as I'm really pulling some, some energy out. And then also some beliefs about myself or about the world and life, right? And with that, I'm kind of questioning everything. I'm really questioning, why, am I, why do I dress the way I dress? Why am I doing the things that I'm doing? Why am I even a coach? Why do I even have this podcast? And really just checking it all to make sure it's for me and not to be somebody that I think the world needs me to be or wants me to be. But really at a core level doing me. And damn, it feels good to be at that level. And a lot's coming up. So I'm really excited for the next moments, days, however long it's going to be, uh, of continuing to uncover all of this stuff within myself. And, you know, as I've been uncovering this stuff, I definitely have had some shoulders to lean on and some people to bounce ideas off of that I respect. And Abby is one of them. She is an amazing woman and very woke, as you can tell by this podcast episode when we start talking. And, uh, She's just somebody that I really look up to and respect that's very tapped in, cares a lot, very empathetic and very mystical, and it just but walks her truth and owns it. Um, and yeah, you, you, this is an amazing conversation. She's an amazing woman. And for those of you, we talk about the Great Awakening. If you don't know what that is, Google it real quick. Like Stop the, the podcast real quick and Google it. Um, But we do talk a little bit about the non-mystic side of the Great Awakening. But whether you think we're going through the Great Awakening or not, I feel we are. And that's also why I'm questioning everything. And there's so much changing in my life. And because there's something changing in every single person's life that I know right now, I have a hunch that we're in it. So without further ado, you are listening to The Heartbeat. My conversation with Abby Knight about the Great Awakening.
So what's on your heart to talk about today? Oh, there's so many things on my heart <laughs> to talk about yeah. today. I, yeah, like as we've been chatting, you know, there's, there's so much happening in the world right now and people are feeling so much and, you know, I'm someone that's really, really tapped into the collective energies and it's like this beautiful dance at the moment I'm noticing in my life of, you know, being really aware of all the things that are happening in the world, you know, the corruption, the, the things that the media aren't sharing with people and also like holding space for people because you know so much trauma has come up mm -hmm. all around the world and and I'm someone that I love to see things from so many different perspectives and dimensions it's like the Native Americans talked about this time this is the great awakening we're in it mm -hmm. so it's like this has been prophesied like in the Bible from ancient cultures and it was inevitable I feel that this was going to happen and then it's right. also addressing all this the the social constructs and the, the programming that's been happening for far too long that um, I also believe we can't just sit back and watch this um, unfold. I believe it's important to be active participants um, to create the world that we really want to live in and not just live but thrive in. So, yeah, I feel like that's really on my heart right now, that burning passion I have for really creating this this world where everyone gets to thrive and I'm, I'm someone that I'm so protective. I'm so protective of people, of the innocent, of the sacred, of all children and all men, all women. And, um, yeah, it's like this, this dance of being that warrior, being that active participant, speaking up, taking a stand, and also knowing when to surrender, when to drop into my own self and lean back. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a, that is a dance. I would say too, like, uh, of, I think the quote unquote rebellious act to do is to, is the inner work for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. because a lot of the, a lot of the stuff going on, I feel is a grassroots issue. You know, we can set laws in place, but, you know, setting, setting laws to legalize gay marriage didn't do away with homophobics. Right. It's like, it, it's a really grassroots thing uh, that everybody needs to address. And we all get to have that mirror shined on us to, to reflect and go, okay, if I, what type of a world do I want to live in? And what type of people do I want to operate in that society? Well, cool. Am I showing up in that way? And at the end of the day, that's what we can control as ourselves. But it is also important then after that, to go out and the world and implement the laws and do the things, but it's really needs to come out of a place of integrity. You know, I was actually talking mm -hmm. with a friend about this of like with uh, the development of men, there used to be this initiation process in tribes from boyhood to manhood. And mm -hmm. you would basically rub up against death and survive and essentially prove yourself to have an experience that you're mm -hmm. capable of the, holding the responsibilities of a man. And then mm. you were celebrated in the tribe and there was a ceremony and you were welcomed and you were inducted in as, as a man um, with new responsibilities. Now that's been missing in today's culture. And if we're thinking for um, a new world, how do we create this new world? It's by doing the inner work and having your own induction into your mm -hmm. new self. 
and then creating that community and welcoming in the new. Uh, that is the the act. That is the work. Yes. <laughs> I so love that you shared that because I was sharing that with um, with people yesterday and I talk a lot about initiations, you know, for boys and mm. girls that, yeah, we did have that back in the day yeah. and, you know, a lot of that is missing in this day and age. And, yeah, once again, just as what you said, it always begins within, within us. That's where the revolution is. Well, there's, I mean, I love that you brought up the Native American culture of, um, you know, they have a saying that when you point a finger, there's three pointing back at you. Mm. Um, and so it's that, again, it's it's another iteration of the mirror. Uh, yeah. And I think, you know, they, to kind of, like, because I know there's people listening that maybe not, might not be as mystic or in the spiritual community. Um, when we say the great awakening, it, it, I, I equate that to, and I know we talked about this yesterday of, um, I call it the grid, which is societal norms. Um, what you think is going to bring you happiness, what you think is going to be the life, mm. uh, and a lot of the external things. And when you break mm-hmm. free of that stuff and really take ownership of your inner world, you break out of this quote unquote grid, or you have a spiritual awakening or you. Uh, mm-hmm. see from a new perspective and you're able to be the divine creator of your life. And, and once you're able to do that, you're able to, for a lack of better terms, manipulate the grid into and change it for the better to be a divine protector and, and to shift it all. So that's how I see yeah. it. But I would love to hear your explanation of the great awakening from non mystic terms. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So from <laughs> non-mystic terms, um, how I feel it is and what's playing out in this great awakening is that, you know, people are realizing in this time that things aren't what they seem and that mm-hmm. they've been living this life for some time because they've felt like they've had to live this particular lifestyle you know, um, and have this particular job and do this particular thing in their life, they don't actually want to do it. So they start to question, well, why am I doing this? And hang on, where did that come from? Is that from society? Is that from my parents? Is that, you know, Mm. from the the country I'm living in that I felt like I needed to be a certain person to fit into society, to belong? Where actually, when they start to question that great awakening is happening within themselves. And then for each person, it's obviously completely unique to what happens then, you know, whether they, you know, have this huge spiritual awakening or or perhaps they just find a book or they meet someone or they go on a retreat and they just find out more information about themselves and about their own actual truth of, um, and and there's only so long I feel that we can hide from ourselves, you know, and, To me, that is the great awakening and in the non-mystic terms and within that coming together, finding your people. Um, mm. I believe that all around the world we are finding one another and it's like this this connection that goes beyond meeting someone in the physical. It's like, oh, wow, you feel really familiar and, and we, mm. we, we connect with one another and we learn more about ourselves and what's going on. It's this ripple effect. Like it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it really is it's new times for sure. And I love everything in the beginning of the year of when things get back to normal. When I, when I first heard that, I was like, oh, pfft, really? <laughs> Listen to yourself. 
Ain't no, uh, this is going to be here for a while. Get ready. Uh, and it's not over either. We got the U.S. election coming up. That's going to bring up a lot. We've got talks of uh, uh, universal or on a digital currency, and that's you know going to bring yeah. up a lot. There's there's a lot that's going to stay here for a while. Uh, yeah. And so we get to buckle in and do the work and uh, show up. You brought up an interesting thing about surrender. Um, you know, when to fight and when to surrender. Talk, could you talk more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So in my own life, it's this beautiful dance and um, I really follow my intuition above and beyond everything in my life. And so, for example, if I'm wanting to change something in my life, whether it's a belief or a pattern or I'm wanting to experience my next level version of myself and, um, you know, step up in my work, in my leadership, then it's getting super clear on what is it that I want. And mm -hmm. and then once I'm super clear on that, visualizing that already happening and surrendering. So surrendering and letting go of how that's meant to be, the timing and the steps, and just knowing that it's going to happen every single so focusing day. focusing on the what, not the how. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then from that space, taking aligned action. So to me, aligned action is so much more important than just any type of action. Because when it's aligned, you're you're saying to yourself and the universe, I'm really committed on this particular thing. I'm really committed to making this happen. And here's me showing up for it. So I believe both are necessary. It's really important to surrender and let go of control. Uh, and it's also important to take aligned action and show up fully, show up for myself you know show up for my people my community my tribe and let them know that i'm here and uh yeah like show up for my clients show up for my mission and for my family and know that I, what i'm here to do is not about me and if i can continue to keep getting out of my own way i'll be more of service to the world mm -hmm. it took mm -hmm. me a really long time to recognize that i was in my way like <sighs> me too. a really me too. fucking long time I was striving and going and pushing and grinding and ah, and yep. uh, you don't see it. Mm -hmm. What was the turning point for you? Great question. Uh, a really, really, really big turning point just in my entire life in general, especially for that is I had a near-death experience three years ago. And yeah, it just changed everything for me. I just realized how I was still taking so many things for granted in my life and how I was just getting in my own way and making things about myself and being scared to really like step into this next level of myself. And, and I was able to see a much bigger picture because it was a near death experience of like all the little things that were playing out in my life. And I was like, wow, I am the only one responsible for all of it and the ego <laughs> the ego does not like that at all <laughs> not so at all. it was a bit of a battle it was like a fucking wrestle with my ego the ego just didn't want to face that but humility stood in front of my ego and was like well i'm here and i'm not gonna leave until you face it okay <laughs> and mm -hmm. um it, it's humbling it's really really humbling and there's still moments yeah. now where it's like oh wow abs you're getting in your own way and what is that for like what are you scared of and yeah it's it's beautiful when humility can confront it and then magic happens 
Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I, I have a saying that you're both the problem and the solution to everything in your life. Yes. Um, <laughs> and when you can actually understand and know that life changes. Yes. Drastically. Yeah. Yes. And fast. That's um, it. That's it right yeah. there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are. We are the problem and we are the solution. So it's like it can be so confronting realizing we've been the problem. But then it's also so relieving to know that we're also the solution. Right. And I yeah. think, you know, I've interviewed so many people and talked to so many people and surrounded by so many amazing people like you. And I think what kind of differentiates people that are on the spiritual path or on the path of developing themselves and, and really uh, working on themselves from somebody who doesn't and, you know, pretends to do it, but isn't actually doing the work, which sadly exists is there's this mm-hmm. love and almost um, like dark sense of pleasure from seeing your shadow. And it's almost like this love of learning about yourself and about life. <laughs> and you get to see like, oh, I'm judgmental as fuck. <laughs> All right. We get to let we get to dive into this. All right. <laughs> Instead of this pity of, oh my God, I'm so judgmental, or oh my God, here it is again. Like obviously that stuff happens because there's parts of us that get annoyed because you're like, are you shitting me? It's been yep. years and we're still here. Um but I definitely feel like there's this, this love or passion for learning and a, more about yourself because that's how you evolve as a soul. That's what your soul's here to do is to learn and experience and express. And I think it's just getting to if, – if we could get more people to that perspective and mindset, the Great Awakening would happen a lot faster for a lot of people because they hold it with I'm here to learn about myself so let me dive in versus oh but my car <laughs> or you know <laughs> or, oh my, my my relationship my job my house like you got to be you got to be willing to to let go of what you love oh oh you got to want that, you got to want that, love that, and inner yeah. peace more than who or what you think is going to bring it Oh, boom. (laughs) That right there. Yeah, you got to let go of what you love and what you think is best for you because there's so much letting go, right? It can be brutal at times. Like I was reflecting on this the other day and I I love what you just shared. And I was like, wow, like I've let go of so much this year. Like of people who I thought were really good for me, who Mm. like a lot of people like look up to, I let go and I walked away from relationships. I walked away from so much this year and it's a continual process right but like this year was like whoa this is brutal and i felt like faced so many parts of myself that i hadn't before and and it was a choice you know i was presented with with a choice and i I love what you shared because you know we can either beat ourselves up and be judgmental or ignore it or just yeah like with pleasure with love go okay what's here i'm I'm curious Mm -hmm. And and when I come back to curiosity, instead of judging myself, it's so much more fun just being curious like an archaeologist. Right. And there's also like uh, science behind that uh, because you can't be judgmental and curious at the same time. And you're using (laughs) two different hemispheres in your brain. 
So you <laughs> quite literally get to choose. Are you going to judge or get curious? Because mm, curiosity dispels judgment. Mm, yes. And that's so backed hard. by science. So it's not like some <laughs> mindset. I love hack, like, backed by science too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting. So interesting. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I love what you said about letting go of, you know, relationships and people that you know and trusted and really looked up to. I've done the same. I, mm. and, and it was also, it was very freeing. It was a process yeah. in and of itself, but it was just kind of like, why am I having perpetuating this story that I don't know something or that I need, I need help. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm all for asking for help. And I've actually ironically been seeking out more help since being on my own mm. than when I was working with people. Wow. And I don't know yeah. if that was a lesson for myself, but, um, or just a recalibration of who I was working with. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I don't know yet because it hasn't been that long, but I've yeah. definitely come to that point where, uh, I'm just, there's no rules. And I think I was operating from so many rules and structures. You know, I grew up in, you know, the really rule ridden house and school and system and everything. So it's breaking yeah. those and saying, it's a fuck, do whatever the fuck I want to do. Yes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yes. It's so good to break the fucking rules. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, like we like that, like rebellious. Ness in us, <laughs> kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier of, of rebelling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just like how so much comes from that because you know we can do the norm, we can follow societal rules, we can you know do do what our society schooling tells us to do. We can be like, ah, oh, actually it feels really alive and exciting to do my own thing. And um, I find it just incredibly sexy. You know, it's like I'm here yeah. to do my own thing. I'm here to be my own mm -hmm. person. There are no rules. And, yeah, like more than ever, like this year I've stripped back where I saw I was still playing by rules. And I'm someone that's been a rule breaker my whole life. <laughs> but it was like, <laughs> literally like, Someone yeah. would tell me to do something or do the opposite, like parents, society, school. Um, but I noticed how there was still things lodged into my mind from the schooling system and, and right. conditioning. And I was yeah. like, wow, I'm still living by certain rules, like in my business <laughs> and the things that I'm doing. I'm like, I'm going to break them all and see what happens. <laughs> it's, been, <laughs> it's been so liberating because we can literally yeah. create whatever we want and we are limitless mm -hmm. beings. And we each have our own unique way of doing things as well. So, yeah, love that. Yeah. And I think like after this, following the initiation process, right? So like after the near death, it's brush with death, you could slay the tiger, you climb the mountain, <laughs> you do the thing, um, which you could equate that to the inner journey of the dark night of the soul. You confront yourself. Uh mm and conquer it. You get out on the other side and then the, you, you break past the grid, if you will, you awaken it. Right. And then mm -hmm. there's always a celebration back with the tribe to mm -hmm. acknowledge that you just went through that. And mm -hmm. 
um, I forgot what book it was that I was reading, but it was talking about um, people who are abused sexually and how uh, it, they were initiated just by the wrong person at the wrong time. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's still an initiation and there's no celebration. There's no acknowledgement that, oh, my God, you yeah. made it through that. You know, congratulations. Yeah. And it can lead to a lot of shame and, and guilt and uh, mm-hmm. feeling like something's wrong with you uh, mm-hmm. because of just a lot of the, the social you know norms. Nobody likes to talk about it. And mm-hmm. the same is true with the dark night of the soul. But when you find those people, like you were said, they are connecting all over the world. Uh, that is the celebration. That is the the recognition. That is the reclamation of yourself. Yeah. Uh, and then once we're back with the tribe, the next step of that. So I guess the third step, um, in this process, or maybe the fourth, if you want to equate awareness to number one, um, is in actually optimizing is the word that's coming to my mind. Your abilities as a human. Whether that's uh, emotional intelligence, uh, sensual awakening, a and, and dropping into your senses, becoming more present, um, you know, yeah. uh, resetting your central nervous system and your adrenal system, mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, man, learning how to manifest things in quantum physics, like learning to bend and move the realities. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that I. Very powerful what you shared, and I, I love that you talked about the celebration of the tribe. And I was just mm-hmm. reflecting as you were expressing that of, you know, because um, I've been through sexual abuse and so much trauma in my life, and uh, yeah, there wasn't a lot of the the celebration. So that or even just acknowledgement. Yeah, exactly, or acknowledgement, and that can create even more trauma on top of it. Um, right. One of the things I'm so passionate about is the resiliency of the human spirit and what it's shown me through all of that because so many uh, trauma experiences I've, I've experienced is that I was the only one that held myself through it and after it mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. countless times, and it was painful. But what it showed me was like, Fuck, you are so resilient <laughs> and you've continued to choose to love people no matter what you've been through with like horrific things you still love and keep your heart open and you've decided to become a warrior from this not a victim and while still acknowledging not bypassing all of that stuff that wasn't okay um, because that can be a trap in the spiritual community that um, people can sometimes not acknowledge what someone's been through and, and, you know, it's important to acknowledge trauma. It's one of the steps of healing, um, and, and then move through it. So yeah, it's, it's a powerful process. And from that, you know, so many of my gifts have come through and my sensitivities and, um, the work that I do with, with people. So it's, it's a gift when it's alchemized from the pain. Right. And I think that, you know, you mentioned alchemized from the pain. I think a lot of people can get addicted to the pain because of their stories. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Totally can absolutely get addicted to the pain. So once again, it's like a beautiful process of giving yourself time to heal with the intention that you're going to heal and 
and then also not allowing yourself to get stuck in it. It can be sticky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> I know I've lived in the addiction to the, the pain and the suffering and I would all, and this was coming from my childhood of, um, you know, I got a lot of attention when I was in trouble or I got hurt. So, and this is before I could even speak and just me just kind of observing and, and some of the stuff my, me and my mom have had conversation on like, so my psyche and my nervous system learned that when I'm in pain, I get love. So mm-hmm. I all, there always had to be a problem. There always had to be something mm-hmm. going on. Uh, and that's how I connected with people, which was sad. And when I woke, woke up to that, I was like, damn, that's been running my life <laughs> for my life. And uh, yes. breaking that was simply just a conscious choice of like, wait, is this, mm-hmm. is there really anything wrong right now? And even just topic of conversation, talking with friends and, and connect, calling right. to connect versus complain. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. You know. Powerful. That's so powerful. Yep. Mm-hmm. There is like a That was just you know, my journey at least. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's a big thing in society a lot of us are born into, right? We take that on as children. For me too, I was really addicted to pain and suffering and believed that, you know, I needed to be in order to be loved. So I can really relate to that. And breaking through that is so powerful. Um mm-hmm. and and it's you know, it's huge in society because that's what can keep people um, from stepping into their full power. You know, there's there's a lot of, um, you just look at it, right, like TV shows and all sorts of things that there's like an addiction to drama you, through movies, through reality TV right. shows. Right, well, that's the, the role of media is to move you emotionally. Yeah, yeah, and, and be like addicted to some sort of drama exactly. and, and pain, <laughs> which is yeah. so unhealthy. Uh, yeah. 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 I talked about it on a, a YouTube video that I put up recently where um, what's happening with society in terms of the internet and how the algorithms that are choosing to show you uh, content are smarter than the algorithms for uh, that were made for like chess that beat the top chess players. Um, wow. And the algorithm so like if you are um if you have a certain worldview right or you're in a certain religion the algorithm knows so it'll show you more of that and it creates this extremist um mentality so if you're right-winged it'll show you more right-wing content and you'll become extra right-winged because you won't be hearing any left-wing content at all and the same is true with left and so it creates this extreme divide and misinformation uh, or not misinformation, but just a lack of the, you don't know the other side's uh, perspective. And yes. so the, and then the human brain is addicted to being right. So we get a dopamine hit every single time that we're right. And then, then that creates the arguments that create the, you know, riots that create the wars that create all the things that are in divide right now. But it's being pride through social media and, um, I posted yesterday like a picture of the sunset and said, get off your phone with kiss emoji on my stories because it's, it's so important to like just unplug and look up (laughs) Uh, because in society today, we're so connected to our phones. And actually, I don't know if you know this, you can get your phone to go on grayscale to where there's no colors. 
And it's so less appealing to even just turn on your phone and look like mindlessly scroll because the, the, there's, it's just black and white and life (laughs) is more vivid and vibrant. So you look up more. And I do that when I notice that I start becoming addicted to my phone. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. Wow. That's really good to know about the grayscale. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's in in the setting somewhere. Y'all Google it for everybody listening, but. Uh, I use it for seasons, like, you know, for a week, I'll just grayscale it. It's annoying, you know, when you're doing it, but it's on purpose. <laughs> yes, I love that. I love that because, you know, there's, I take every Sunday off my phone, like one day a week, I just plug out. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's been That's such liberating. an thing for me. Yeah, I've done it like all year. Holy shit. And yeah. And yesterday, I didn't get online until 3 p.m. just because my intuition said no. Um, be in nature, be in your body. And when I got online, I was so much more in my center and really like relaxed and focused. Um, and then I went on during the night and I noticed how it started to bit by bit pull me out of my body. So it really is like this, <laughs> this dance. Some yeah. days I'm better than others of having boundaries with myself. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really interesting what you said about the right and the left wing. That is fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I remember years ago when I went to this retreat, uh, this, this guy said, I'll never forget it. He's like, make sure to surround yourself with like-hearted people, not like-minded, like-hearted. Mm-hmm. And I love that because he said, I surround myself with people that have a similar heart to me, but they all yeah. are very different the way that they think because it's going to expand your consciousness really quickly. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, there it is, that addiction to learning. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I exactly. just wanted to point it out. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because we're not, we don't have to always believe the same things. That's not what it's about. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. wild. What else have you been noticing around the, the Great Awakening topic and kind of the role you see yourself playing in things? Mm, oh my gosh. I see. <laughs> I see so much, so much comes to me when I dream, so much comes to me when I'm awake, when I'm interacting with people, mm-hmm. when I'm out in society. So what what I feel and sense is that there's a lot of work to be done. Of, of course, you know, there's a lot of work to be done um, in our inner worlds and, you know, that will show on in the society structures and the outer worlds. But what I see is that, you know, all the dark is coming up to the light. So all the information is coming out that's been hidden for so long. You know, I could take that in many, many different directions and many rabbit holes. But, you know, a lot of the things that's been hidden from society is now coming out. So people are hearing things for the very first time. So when I talk about, like, you know, a lot of traumas come up for people, it's the fact that, you know, we have put a lot of, quote, unquote, leaders and celebrities on these pedestals for a very long time and they've been revered as gods and goddesses. And they're a lot of the ones that have been doing very evil, corrupt things. Um, And it's a shock. It's a shock to people. It brings up trauma because what we've been conditioned to do is to hand our power over to people outside of us, that they are somehow better than us. And so what I see is people realizing that, you know, they've been handing their power over to these people that aren't actually good people. So it's a beautiful opportunity for people to reclaim their power and to stop, um, for all of us, right, to stop handing our power over to 
to others. So my role during this time, because it's shifted and changed and I've pivoted and adapted more than ever, the people that come to me, they are already very much awakened. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they know that, that corrupt things are going on. They know that, right. you know, things are moving and that they need to step further into their leadership. So they're the people that generally come to me. They're visionaries and leaders. And they come to me because they're ready to return home. It's like the most honorable, beautiful thing ever. Like literally I have them say, like, I want to come home. So I support people mm-hmm. into the inner pilgrimage within their soul and mm-hmm. all the ways that they're, they've, you know, left themselves behind, pieces scattered. Um, so I see myself as like a a shining beacon for people that are ready for the truth, for people that want to come home, for people that want to step up and out into the world and to take off the masks and really be all that they came here to be. And I do that with many different modalities and many different ways, but really it's like owning the truth of who they are and reclaiming themselves, their power and their divine true essence that they are pure love and anything less than that is a lie. That they are sacred and they are love and they are pure beings. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You're helping people with the initiation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it it lights up my heart like so much. Mm. What, Mm -hmm. what, what else has been coming up for you in these recent days? These recent days? Um, What's come up for me is, you know, a different level of, of leadership for myself. So I started working with this amazing new mentor last month and holy, it has been like such an initiation for myself of all the ways that I have been afraid to be fully seen by the world and like why that is. So I've been an archaeologist within my soul excavating stuff and, um, it's been humbling and confronting. So what I've noticed within myself is like, I'm not afraid to be seen anymore. Well, this has been an amazing conversation. And for everybody listening, we actually got cut off and this is a different <laughs> recording. Uh, so since we got cut off where we got cut off, if you guys want a round two, if you want a continuation of this conversation, let us know, tag us on the gram, yeah. DM us, shout it out. Let us know. Mm-hmm. If you would like this conversation to go on, we unfortunately can't because of timing right now. But uh, if you want another episode, y'all know what to do. Um, Abby, thank you so much, <laughs> seriously, for your wisdom and your perspectives. Uh, where can people find out more about you and what all you're doing? Thank you so much, Kevin. I'm so grateful for you, all that you're doing in the world and your heart, your wisdom. You're amazing. I'm really, really grateful. We jumped on here today. I had a blast. And, um, yeah, so people can find me on Instagram or my personal Facebook page. It's just Abby Knight on both pages. So, um, yeah, that's where they can find me and connecting with me. Perfect. Well, everybody tuning in, all of her links are in the show notes down below. And as always, put some heart into everything that you do today. Mm-hmm.